Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is here And you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. We're always trying to help you tune in to tune in your top performance and trying to give you tips and tools either for yourself or for a team that you may lead. And today, we're really excited to um, have our guest, um, Father Michael Mannion. We're going to talk about from safe surrender to Mother Teresa. Uh, Father Mike has worked with Mother Teresa. We have a series of questions that we want to ask him. And let me say a couple words about uh, Father Mike, as we're going to call him. Monsignor Michael Mannion, lovingly known as Father Mike, is the director director of the Office of Community Relations, Catholic Archdiocese. That's in Camden, New Jersey, and the founder of the Discovery House Ministry. And, and Kathy, welcome to the call. Maybe you can say a little bit more about uh, Father Mike. Sure. Uh, It's really a pleasure to have someone on this show who is uh, not only a very humble human being, but also one of the greatest connectors of our time, really. And uh, I will tell you that uh, Monsignor is a very special man. In 2013, the Philadelphia Division of the FBI honored Monsignor, excuse me, Monsignor Michael Mannion. Father Mike, as we like to call him, for his efforts to educate youth uh, about the effects of substance abuse and violence, and for his assistance to the local FBI community's outreach programs. Uh, Working with the U.S. Marshal Services, Father Mannion assisted with the organization's Fugitive Safe Surrender Program, and the successful program encouraged the city's most violent Predators to surrender to Father Mannion due to his collaborative efforts with law enforcement. Father Mike often volunteers as a chaplain not only to the FBI Philadelphia Division, but also to many other community and law enforcement organizations uh, across the eastern seaboard. He also supports the division's youth and employee assistance programs and he provides information on many, many areas of what you and I would call employee assistance, including substance abuse, suicide prevention, grief, addiction, and strategic urban community leadership. And in today's show, we're going to talk to Father Mike about not only his tremendous coaching work within this community and the distinctions about coaching as a priest, but also his more than 20 years of service side-by-side with Mother Teresa. And given the canonization of Mother Teresa this year, uh, which I am honored to be going to with Father Mike, we have a lot to talk about on this show. So it's going to be a very exciting opportunity for our audience to get on the inside of the coaching practices of one of our, I would say, best networkers, best life coaches, and most humble and professional servants of leadership that I've ever met. 
Well, Kathy, I'm, I'm really excited. You have been telling me about Father Mike now for quite a while, so I'm really uh, intrigued to be a part of this. Let me say a few more things, and then uh, we'll try to bring him on as soon as we can. So for our listeners, this is our ninth year uh, that we've been doing this on Voice America. We're the number two ranked business show. Just over in the last uh, four years, we've had over a million downloads of our shows. It goes back, if you want to listen to the library of our shows, uh, you can have it on iTunes or, or the Leadership Development uh, News um, site on Voice America. But we have millions of listeners, 27 countries, 126 uh, different cities. And, and Kathy and I have been doing this for a long time. Kathy, uh, if you don't already know, um, has been named the First Lady of Happiness um, by ABC TV. She has authored numerous popular books on the science of happiness, what happy working mothers know, which is now in you know a dozen different languages. And she's the founder of four consultancies, three leadership institutes, and she's actively been involved in behavioral research. She also has an iPhone app called The Morning Blend. If you want to see her lovely face, you should uh, download that. It's a free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now. And her latest uh, number one selling book, Fearless Leader, Sharpen Your Focus, is available on Amazon. And she has a fully integrated software platform that you can go to at fearlessleadersquiz.com where you can, you can take a quiz, get a lot of free leadership uh, tools and, and downloads. So, Kathy, I could say more and more, but let's uh, go on ahead. <laughs> let's take some airspace <laughs> Yes, for our exactly. guests. But, um, <laughs> you know, for those of you who don't know my esteemed co-host uh, for almost a decade, Dr. Relly Nadler is a master-level certified executive coach, psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings, of course, his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. As you know, Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leadership, excuse me, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, that's Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides everyone who picks up that book with hundreds of free tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries. You can visit Rally at truenorthleadership.com, that's truenorthleadership.com, and receive lots of free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence. And you can get his free IF, Leadership Keys, also available at the iTunes store. And you can join Rally's EI Central, that's Emotional Intelligence, EI Central Interest Group, and gain access to the latest thinking on emotional intelligence. You may know that Rally has a popular blog on psychology today with over 100 and 18,000 reads, and again, you can get lots of free, wonderful tools from Relly by simply going to this site, the EI Central site, but also by texting EI Central, that's E-I-C-E-N-T-R-A-L, to 38470, or visit him at truenorthleadership.com. Let me give you that again. You can text. EI Central to 384, and that's to the number 38470, or visit him at truenorthleadership.com. Uh, really, before we get started with Father Mike, um, let's just talk a little bit about why we've done this show for almost a decade and why leading with emotional and social intelligence 
it's so important to both of us and all those who are listening. Yeah, I'm going to keep this brief, especially for our uh, ongoing listeners. You hear from Kathy and I about some of this information. Um, but part of this is there is a brain drain of leaders. You know, 40% of organizations are saying they do not have enough next-level leaders. Some of it's demographics. There are a lot of the baby boomers, supposedly 10,000 baby boomers, are retiring every day. So in Generation uh, X, the next generation coming up only has about 46 million people. So it's a lot less... And then the uh, older folks who didn't have as much technology and were more face-to-face with people have a little higher emotional intelligence than some of the younger generations, as the research is telling us, solely because hour for hour if you're in front of a person or hour for hour if you're in front of a screen or your phone and not learning how to uh, communicate and and network and some of the things that we're going to hear that Father Mike uh, has done in probably really challenging situations. So we want to give tools and tips to raise emotional intelligence, and typically that's one of the key aspects when you look at how smart someone is, IQ, and you look at their technical expertise. If you want to move up in the organization, a lot of these tools and tips that, that we're offering you, and because every leader is the emotional thermostat of the, of the team, so you have an incredible influence, and we want to help you uh, with more tools to provide that influence. And really, the, uh, the other thing I just want to add is the new Time Happiness Special Edition is out. It will be out um, until, uh, I believe, September 9th of 2016. And for those of you who are following the positive psychology movement and the science of happiness, where you know Relly and I get a lot of our foundation research, it's important to understand that a lot of this emotional intelligence that we're talking about requires happiness and optimism or a well-rounded well-being to be effective and successful. And researchers are now finding out that resilience is a very individual perspective. It's a very individual formula. And it's very important for people to remember 50% of those of us who are a glass half empty or a glass half full have 50% control over how we behave through the choices we make. We have 40% of the daily choices of food, that would be diet, exercise, recreation, and who we spend our time with, what we focus on that makes a difference in our overall resilience. And it's important that everybody recognize that it's an individual choice, attitude, behaviors, responses to things we can't control, that is very important for all of us. So before we get into our exciting dialogue with Father Mike, Monsignor Michael Mannion, we're going to go to a quick break. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions and proven results for your business visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com that's h2cleadership.com we're always talking business talk to an expert call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're about ready to jump into talking with uh, Father Michael Mannion. The title of the show is From Safe Surrender to Mother Teresa. So we have a series of questions. And Father Mike, welcome. We love having you here. Thank you. Good to be here. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Good, good. Okay, thanks. So we always ask a question because we want to know a little bit about kind of the biography of folks. You know, who have been some of the people who have been key influences for you who have kind of made you who you are today? Wow. Um a lot of my experiences come from trying to make sense of my mistakes <laughs> and recognizing, I guess, as I often say, I heard someone else say years ago, sometimes coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Uh, walking through the slums of Rome, meeting some sisters from India, 
having them ask me, can you pick up our superior at the airport when she comes in, get in the car to do that, and that's the beginning of the Mother Teresa friendship. Uh, Sometimes it's a hospital room. Uh, Sometimes it's a homeless guy on the street. Uh, it, It really... It's just an openness to God's grace, which I think tons of people experience, but might not capitalize on it, develop it, cultivate it, uh, to the point where they're willing to take a risk with the unknown and the serendipitous, which is, I think, how God's grace works in in all people, in all faiths, in all religions. Father, it's such an honor to have you with us today, and, uh, you know, I would be global president of your fan club, if there was one. Um, it's amazing, really, when, when you go to one of Father's Discovery House meetings, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about his ministry at Discovery House. You meet people from highest echelons of life to people in inner city families who've been the unfortunate victims of a violent crime. And um, I didn't get to mention that that father became a priest rather late in life in the 1971 era, and um, he's also the pioneer in the field of post-abortion healing, and he's authored a book on the subject, a book called Abortion and Healing, A Cry to Be Whole, Uh, and he has conducted many, many trainings with both clergy and lay professionals throughout the world on the topic, Um, and he's also served as the news cable network commentator uh, for uh, the, the uh, you know, during the funeral uh, of Mother Teresa, and he uh, he was actually um, a very prominent featured guest on Meet the Press with Charlie Rose and MN excuse me MSNBC on the subject. So he holds a lot of advanced degrees, and as we get to talk to Father Mike, he talked about serendipity, and he talked about you know being open to these kinds of um, consciousness-raising activities. And it's so great, Father, to have you here. I want to talk to you a little bit about your background. So, so how did you decide that you wanted to be, um, a, you know, a priest and then kind of a life coach as you have progressed through your, um, through your education and your formal training? You are somebody who our law enforcement and the FBI calls um, first thing when they need assistance. How, how does that work? How did you become that person? I, I think first they have to believe that you're there because you legitimately care for them without any hidden agendas. Someone once said that integrity is doing the right thing when no one is looking. And police and fire are very astute in recognizing people that legitimately care for them and have other agendas. So it's not so much uh, that I'm a perfect person, God, I'm a sinner and struggle with life like anybody else, feed the clay, but there's, there's got to be a basic authenticity that when you look them in the eye and you say, I'm here for you, mm-hmm. you got to show up at 2 in the morning when, a, when a, an officer or a trooper or an agent goes down. You've you got to be there at that, at that viewing You've got to be there when that child is lost. And it's much more so, I think, a ministry of presence than of brilliance or astuteness or even intelligence. It's, it's the presence 
of them trusting you to accompany them in life during their most difficult moments. And actually, I'm the learner. I mean, they're all coaching me whether they know it or not. And I'm trying to integrate it and, and reflect on it and use my failures and my successes in a way that can help the next person. That's kind of how my mind works. Maybe that's the influence of Mother Teresa and the influence of some homeless people and the influence of some the people that I know who have had abortions and struggled and even attempted suicide after the pain of the loss of a child. You know, the world is so locked into compete, compete. You know, I don't want to be vulnerable and, and show that I'm, I'm not the best. I'm not number one. So we, we get ourselves in this crazy rat race of competing, and I find the most fulfilling times of my life are not when I compete, but when I complete. You know, somebody else has tremendous skills, but they might be missing one little piece. And they have many more skills than I have. But I might know a little bit about that one little piece they're missing. And it's the old adage, none of us has it all together, but together we have it all. And, of course, when you look at life through that vision, which is the Christian Judeo vision, you see that, that God creates us imperfect, so we need each other. We need each other. Yeah. Even animals in Africa, I used to spend some time in Africa, the animals that are total predators to one another, day in and day out, millennium, millennium, when there's a flash flood in the Serengeti Plains and they find a little hill to stand on, the animals that are predators and victims of each other dream that flood on that little crested hill stand there in peace with one another because the common enemy is no longer each other. The common enemy, a common enemy is that flood that could cause them all to perish. And, and when we talk about emotional intelligence... Um, Gosh, there's, I don't know how many of the skill sets I have and how many I don't have. I have to go through them and <laughs> informally look at them with each situation. But I know that, that if I'm there to complete and I don't have to be the smartest or the holiest or the best person in the room, there's tremendous freedom in that. Yeah. Just, just, just to be myself. And um, so it sounds like a false statement of false humility, but... I'm, I'm really no better, no worse than anybody else. I'm just me. Yeah. And I've been given opportunities to try to develop uh, that uh, openness. It's a vision of life uh, that says, first, there's a, there's a context. What's the cultural context? Is it Uganda? Is it Calcutta? Is it the streets of Camden? Is it the FBI? Is it the state police? Uh, what's the context? And now tell me the text, the mission, the vision of who you are and what you do. And let me see if I can be of support. And I'm nobody's guru. I'm nobody's messiah. I'm not their destination, but I, I can be their path and their resource and at least point them in the right direction. That's kind of how I, how I see it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I can add one more comment that strikes me as a cultural observation. I'm stealing from a psychologist friend from California years ago. You know, years ago when we were growing up, the most popular magazine was Life, right? And then as a decade passed or so, the most popular magazine on the, on the grocery shelves was People. And then back in the 80s and 90s, this other magazine came really popular called Us. And now the most popular magazine in the eyes of many is called Self. Life, People, Us, Self. 
So if we're into spirituality, which is basically the vision of drama, of life and death, of how to help people handle their pain, that's, that's what spirituality is about. And we recognize that we're fighting upstream here. We're in a world of self trying to help people get back to us people and life. And if we can do that, people of any race, any culture, any background, you know, black, Hispanic, Vietnamese, um, you name it, Anglo, uh, we can have a common bond that goes so much deeper than some of the reasons there's now bloodshed on the streets. Mm -hmm. So, Father Mike, you just said a a lot of beautiful uh, things there about... um, not necessarily compete, but complete, and not the destination, but, you know, more the path or resource. Um, so we're going to go to the next break, but one of the uh, questions I'm pondering, we'll see if we follow up on this, is kind of when you show up and have that presence, you know, on some of these tragedies, what is it, you know, that you're actually trying to do? And what is it, you know, anything that you're doing and saying that can inform our audience? Okay. We can, and we can we can talk more about this in, it, uh, in our break, and then... You've been listening to Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. Okay. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions and proven results for your business visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com that's h2cleadership.com Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having an inspiring and heartfelt conversation with Monsignor Michael Mannion, lovingly known as Father Mike. Uh, He's the founder of Discovery House Ministries, 
and he is the chaplain for the Philadelphia and New Jersey law enforcement areas as well as the Philadelphia FBI. Father, we talked a little bit about um, how you deal with crisis, and we talked a little bit about emotional intelligence, and you and I have been partnering to conduct a series of what we call psycho-spiritual leadership retreats at Discovery House, and we talk to people who are leaders in law enforcement, uh, attorneys, uh, special uh, prosecutors, uh, FBI agents, uh, parents of deceased children who were lost uh, to cancer or other illness or violent crime. When you talk about practicing your art of life coaching uh, as a priest, Gosh. and you talk, about, you talk about doing it in the context of the culture, talk a little bit about about that, and, and maybe we can also add how you helped with safe surrender as a result of your understanding of that culture. Um, when I'm on the way to a crisis situation at a hospital or whatever, a troop car might pick me up, an FBI vehicle, I might be driving myself. I want to find out as much as I can about the situation before I get there. Uh, sometimes it's a hospital where a guy's holding two nurses hostage and wants to throw them out the window. And uh, you're walking into that situation. Sometimes it's an officer uh, down because he took six bullets. That was another situation. But by the grace of God, miracle survived. So I want to know what my place is when I'm deployed to be there. Maybe my place is to keep my mouth shut. Somebody else is the alpha guy who's running that particular situation. And I'm going to, in my own heart, try to seek out the most vulnerable person that's sitting alone uh, that might be seen in the eyes of others the most insignificant and spend my time with that person. And so the role I play is significant to the person I try to be there for. If they say, you know, we got seven people showing up and you're in charge, that puts me in a whole different mindset and a whole different understanding of my responsibilities. But if I come across somebody at a given scene that I feel has better skills, better sensitivity, better sense of spirituality, better understanding, I'm a priest, the person in need is Jewish, Lutheran, Baptist, Methodist, whatever, uh, I'm going to try to bring that person into the center point and back out a bit but still be supportive. Uh, I'm thinking of, um, of a quote by Harper Lee. Remember the old book, Kill a Mockingbird? Right. Yeah, you never really understand a person uh, until you consider things uh, from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. Uh, years, ago, years ago, a guy named John Howard Griffin, uh, a white man back in the 50s, I believe, wrote a book called Black Like Me. And he had his skin dyed black. In fact, it cost him his life because ultimately he died from medical issues related to that. But uh, for a year or two, he ran around the United States in black skin and wrote that book afterwards, what it was like being black in that culture in the 50s in America. Very powerful. And, and so I, I kind of want to get a sensitivity, my finger on the pulse of where I fit in, how I fit in. And sometimes it's a ministry of presence rather than word. Sometimes I'm better keeping my mouth shut uh, and having people think I'm a fool instead of opening it and removing all doubt, <laughs> yeah. especially if I don't have a handle of what's going on. Right, right. And I'm a type A, so I, I, I got to constantly yeah. 
remind myself of that. I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah. I have a, a follow-up question for that. It does help. Um, you know, kind of, in those situations, you know, it's it, yeah, coming from a, being a psychologist, it's shock and denial that people kind of can't believe what, you know, someone went down, someone got sure. killed. You know, we all have to go through that, um, but how do you deal with that? I mean, it's, it's because there's really, you're in places where there is no real explanation, and, and people are searching for an explanation. Well, yeah, and uh, but the explanation is not an a pat answer. Right. It's a presence of compassion, compassio, from the Latin words, to suffer with someone. Mm. You know, uh, an author said, grace fills the empty spaces, but grace is only present when there's a void to receive it. The, the place of the wound is sometimes the place of healing. I know when I walk into a situation and the person's terminally ill, I can't cure that but I can help heal them so they're ready to meet the Lord in a way that brings fulfillment and goodness to their life. Um, I had a funeral a couple days ago of a gentleman I spent several hours with in the last couple of weeks, and he, he kept talking about his funeral and what I should do and what day it's going to be. Well, we set three dates for his funeral, and he outlived them all. And I said, Andy, make up your mind. You're, you're messing up my iPhone calendar. <laughs> if you're not going to die, let's suck it up and go on and have a good time. Well, he laughed and he cried, and I got him on four different videos with some really funny stories that at the right time his family will see when, when they're ready. And, uh, you know, so I, I couldn't take away that need for dialysis. I couldn't take away the illness he had which went back to 9-11 when they inhaled all that garbage. Mm. And, and so many guys are still dying from the 9-11 pulmonary and other issue situation there. But we can walk with people through their pain. You know, that one of the mysteries, I think, of Christianity, and Kathy and I have great discussions because she coming from a Jewish background and me from a Christian Catholic, but Christ did not come into the world to end suffering. We wish he did, but to fill it with his presence. Uh, and so, again, people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. And, and if they trust me, then they'll trust me with their pain to walk present with them through the struggles and dark valleys of their life. And they'll also call me when they have a baby and the child's born and grandpa's going to be 85 years old and you know, they, they trust us with those intimate, celebratory, and grief-filled moments of their lives. And so, Father, this, this, I don't want to cut you off, but this, this brings me to the story of safe surrender. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could talk a little bit about that program and how you played a role in that. I know you don't want to be the center of attention for that role, but when you say to someone, you will be present and you will walk with them on this journey, that Safe Surrender program epitomizes that presence. Could yeah, you talk well, a little bit about that? Yeah, we, we didn't invent it. Um, the U.S. Marshal out in Ohio came up with the idea after one of his guys was gunned down. And Jim Plosis walked into the rectory when I was rector of the cathedral in Camden and said, 
what do you think of this idea? And I says, it's crazy. Let's try it. And within a week, we had nine law enforcement uh, heads around the table, uh, state, county, local, at the rectory, because it was a neutral place. Nobody was sensitive about turf because the rectory was a neutral place. And um, we got Peter Elliott, who was the marshal out there on the phone, and he coached us in terms of what they had done there. And then, and then Chris Christie was the U.S. attorney, um, Stu Ravner, the Chief Justice Supreme Court, New Jersey, and you know, Chris and, and Jim and I were pushing it. The Supreme Court had some real issues with it, and by pure coincidence, I end up in a state police chaplain's meeting with the Supreme Court Chief Justice. And so I put a plug in for it and corrected a couple of misconceptions, just off the cuff, not very dramatic, and and we kept plugging away. It took five years. But we pulled it off, and also the real hero is a guy named John Parker, who's a six foot two black Baptist minister in Camden, and he tells everybody I'm his brother from another mother, uh, and and we're we're like brothers because there's such a deep trust, a mutual love we have for each other, and so, so the safe and, the safe surrender program. Yeah, could you just explain a little bit to our listeners yeah. about what it means? Well, there's mm-hmm. many people that had warrants out, and um, they were on the run. And some of them were armed and might have very well fired at a, an officer who tried to arrest them. And uh, we wanted to provide a place, and we were, I think, the 12th or 13th city that did it. We went to first, where people could come, uh, not for amnesty, uh, but for serious consideration. And uh, we had a guy that robbed a bank 20 years before that flew in from, um, from France. We had a guy that was in a wheelchair the week before, had had his leg amputated, and he was pushed in uh, to the room in a, in a wheelchair. And we had a couple of people where I could, I could see the judges tearing up because in these very needy and valid situations of care, uh, we had guys that had five, six kids and couldn't work, were on the run, couldn't support their families. And, and so we hope we did some good. The ultimate um, evaluation of it will be the recidivism issue and whether they gamed the system or recognized it was a great legitimate opportunity for them to transform their lives. And, you know, the old adage of a, of a priest writer, pain that is not transformed is transmitted. If people are in pain and it's not transformed, they kill officers in Dallas. If it is transformed, they become ministers in Camden and talk about killing somebody years ago, going to jail, being transformed, and now they're back on the streets again. And, and their, their weapon is a, is a Bible of God's love rather than destruction. So, How many people... Came in, Father. Well, we had about 6,500 in line. Third, uh, about 27, 2,800. It was the, the four worst days of the year. We had Crips and Bloods and everybody in between, and then the computer system went down. So they were waiting, some of them, five or six hours in line. And John Parker and I and other ministers were going up and down the line singing Gumbaya and telling the guys to relax. We're going to help them. And because we knew, and the national press was watching, it would take only 
one round, one knife, mm-hmm. one fist to kill the whole thing, locally and nationally. So there was a miracle in the fact that in slow, snow, sleet, and rain, people are standing outside for four days in that weather. Wow. And cookies, milk, whatever we could get to hand them that would try to keep things calm uh, with this crazy situation of the computers and phones acting up. And But again, by the grace of God, it, it worked out. Yeah. Now, it was everybody, though. I was just one person among many. I was kind of a cheerleader person that quietly just encourages people. I'm not... I wasn't the star or the hero of it by any means. We were a team. We were a team. We still are. So when they're when they're turned in, um, is there kind of a uh, leniency? You know, like what's there's, there's a consideration about how serious they are to reform their lives. Okay. How serious they are to start start life anew, and um, and when possible, hold up a picture of your child and say. Look, if you're not sure you got the guts to straighten your life out, look at this child. Mm. You can't do it for you. Look at this beautiful baby. Right. Look at this loving wife you have. Look at this mother who's tear-stained and filled, sitting in that courtroom when you were convicted and then ran. Yeah, we, we have to find something they love and care right. for, someone more important to them than themselves right. who empowers them to love themselves. We have to make that connection. Uh, you know, it's all about, I guess, if somebody said, what do you want in your tombstone? I would say, well, he loved the Lord as best he could, and also he did his best to connect the dots. You know, all I do is try to put people together. Sometimes I say to two people from different agencies, we've got to have lunch, and they say, why? And I say, I don't know, but I'll tell you by dessert. <laughs> because I, I operate on that instinct, and we sit down with those people, and by by the end of the lunch, they're... They're working together on a project, or they're working together on a charity, and and Kathy knows this because she's been the victim of my uh, invitations there too. <laughs> I've been the lucky recipient. Um, you know, our, our audience is probably listening with great awe. I'm sure as Relly is. Uh, Relly recently uh, lost his sister uh, Nancy to cancer. I recently. Uh, I'm fortunate enough after my daughter had a very serious miscarriage late in her second trimester to be the the wonderful recipient of uh, a beautiful uh, granddaughter. And, you know, when you talk about life and death in the same sentence and you talk about people feeling safe and someone walking their journey with them, how do you really feel you differ, given that we've done these psycho-spiritual leadership retreats together, how do you really feel your coaching process differs, if any, from what Relly and I do and the hundreds and millions of people who listen to our radio show know as a coach? Well, uh, uh, number one, I have to stay in touch with who I am and who I'm not, you know? I'm nobody's messiah. Uh, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I hope I hope I'm not the least intelligent either. Uh, but um, and I'm a Catholic priest, and that means I don't help people because they're Catholic. I help them because I am. So my love for people, whether it's Hindus and Muslims in Calcutta, or or, or Baptists in the streets of Camden, whoever, c- comes out of my faith. 
I believe in a God who loved me, lived for me, died for me in Christ, and I have to see God's presence in everybody, Christ's presence in everybody that I connect with. And when I don't see that, or I fail to see it, I get screwed up, rather selfish, rather jealous, rather petty. So I have to stay grounded in that spiritual identity. Uh, you know, somebody in AA years ago evidently said, uh, religion is for those sometimes who are afraid of going to hell, and spirituality is for those that have been there. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I obviously connect with a lot of religious, really good religious people, but I connect with a lot of people that aren't religious, but they're very spiritual. And, and uh, maybe I can help them understand that, that, again, another author, I steal all my stuff, by the way, uh, the, the place of the wound is the place of healing. And if I can help a person pursue a path, a journey, safely, confidently, securely back to their wound, not to re-experience it for greater pain, but to be healed, then that wound becomes a transformational resource yeah. in paying it forward and helping others. And that's what AA is about. That's what NA is about. That's what therapy is about. That's what spiritual direction is about. That, that Mother Teresa said, let no pain, let no suffering go to waste. And I'm haunted by that every day when people are pain and suffering because they had so much loss. How can we bring good out of it? We're going to bring some really good stuff out of this, Father, so don't go away. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leader. 
leadership development news, profiles, and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practice of Top Performers. We're talking with Father Mike. And um, before the, the uh, break, um, you, you were talking about you know, just some you know, wonderful things. And I, Kathy mentioned I just recently had lost my sister Nancy. What I noticed, and I think this is what you're talking about, um, having people share in the suffering, if people who have, who've also suffered, people who've also had losses, that all of a sudden there's this connection. And you were talking about that, Father. You know, there's this connection that I have with them that, you know, now we're, now we're suffering together, which is uh, that definition of compassion. People who haven't had that kind of loss, you know, they may say something, um, but it's not the same connection. So. Right, right, yeah. Uh, the worst words to say, and I do a lot of work with parents that have lost children, uh, but I can and should never say I know how you feel. Right. Uh, I, all I can say is, Teach me about your wound, and in teaching me about your wound, you'll teach me how I can care for you in a way that will make a difference for you. You know, people don't care. I don't think they care about the degrees and the titles and stuff. You know, people say, well, why don't you use the word Monsignor more so in your title? And I say, well, it's hard to use a title I can't spell. (laughs) But 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 one of the things... I also wanted to check in. This is beautiful. I know we maybe we'll have you back again, but if you could highlight just a couple things you got from Mother Teresa, and then I that I know there's some shared projects that you and Kathy are doing that we want to hear from. Okay, great. Well, um, I ended up in D.C. for three years working at Catholic U, and that was the time Mother Teresa died, and so I ended up on CNN and Charlie Rose and all that, only because Tim Russert. And a couple of guys were watching the Fox Evening News, and I was on for a film clip, and that propelled my my brief, timely, and I'd say rather emotional uh, TV career. Uh, but she was a woman of uh, humility and humor and holiness. You know, uh, Mother, Mother, you're a saint, people would yell out, and she'd say, oh, wait till I die, you know. <laughs> she, she said, what I do, you can do. Mm. Uh, uh, and together we can do something beautiful for God. That's how her vision of life went. I don't live what Christ lives in me. God lives in me. And God lives in everybody. And when she was holding, uh, gently holding in her hands uh, a person who was dying in Calcutta, you know, holding, them, holding their head, she'd say, now, when you, meet, when you meet Jesus, tell him, I said hi. And... One, one Hindu man said, I've lived like an animal, I'm, I'm dying like a man. You know, everybody was a child of God to her, everybody. And it was her faith that empowered that vision of totality in our world, of the human person. And, and she had a tremendous sense of humor. One day I was with her and she had just done a taping for a TV thing and they handed her a plaque and she came over and stood next to me and said, well, now, Father Michael, I can open my plaque shop. She said it real quietly, and I said, Mother, you supply the plaques, I'll open the shop, and we'll split the difference. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, Father, uh, I, would love, I would love people to see you 
Uh, to see I, you uh, in, in all your glory. Um, and I want people to Google Discovery House Ministries. Just Google Discovery House Ministries. Oh, you know what? I think it would be discoveryministriesinc.org. Okay, discoveryministriesinc.org is the website. Discoveryministriesinc.org is the website. But if yeah. you just go in and put in uh, Discovery House Ministries, it, it'll come up and you'll see that um, Father Mike has a video. You get to see him up close and personal. And he has helped over 30,000 people, 30,000 youth, adults, and family members since 1974. And the miracles that occur at Discovery House is a whole other show. So, um, so Father, we're going to have you come back and talk about Discovery House and all the miracles that have happened there. And I want to invite everybody who's listening to our psycho-spiritual leadership retreat. It is not a religious experience. We focus on emotional intelligence and resilience um, and readily we'd love you to come and be with us. We, we limit it to about 35 people because uh, Hamilton, New Jersey, where we have it um, at Discovery House, uh, is a, a beautiful venue, but we like to make it up close and, and intimate. But we would love to have all of you with us. And, and we're getting ready here to close out, Father, so I just want to make sure that if there's anything we haven't covered that you want people to know about you, your work, your passion for uh, helping deliver whole happy people uh, with warm hands, uh, please use whatever time's left for that. I think the most honest thing I can say is I'm an average guy that's been put in significant situations and given an opportunity to make a little bit of a difference. And, you know, I started Discovery because I was an average kid and I wanted to reach out to average kids who had potential they weren't in touch with because sometimes the world was beating them up pretty bad, and that's how Discovery started. And so whoever you are, whatever gift you have, by the grace of God, seek out people who love you, support you, care for you, who comfort you when you're afflicted and afflict you if you get too comfortable, <laughs> and, and say yes to those gifts, and, and God will... Bless you through the service you give to others. The most fulfilling experiences in life come because we served others, I think. Well, this, this little Jewish girl has become a big fan of a very <laughs> loving Catholic priest. And uh, I, I want to thank you for being with us today and inspiring all of us. And, uh, you know, you can reach Relly at uh, truenorthleadership.com and EI Central. Uh, you can reach me at... Uh, Kathy at drkathygreenberg.com or h2cleadership.com. That's Kathy at h2cleadership.com. And we want to thank you, Father, for being here today and helping us tune up all of our wonderful flocks here on Leadership Development News to help tune up their leadership performance. And we look forward to having you with us again on another show. Thank you for the privilege, Kathy, Riley. Thank you very much. Thank you, Father Mike. I'll just say in, in closing, this George Boy, is, you got me in tears here, which is, which is perfect. So thanks. Well, tell your family that there's a Catholic priest praying for Nancy, that someday all you guys get together at the table of the Lord somewhere close to Mount Zion and, uh, and celebrate what it's all about. Beautiful. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.